Hey, yo, DJ Anna, play the intro. Okay. Here's the intro. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You guys up for a toga party? Toga! Toga! I think they like the idea, Hoop. Welcome to Classic Movie Night with your hosts, Anna and Sean Allen. Tonight's episode, the 1942 classic Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, Paul Henrid, and Claude Rains. Casablanca. The movie where men are men and women are what men believe women should be. <laughs> Hello, Anna. Hi. I'm Sean. I'm Anna. And uh, tonight's episode, we're talking about Casablanca. That's right. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so usually we do the movie and we do like trivia and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. But this time, we're going to change it up a little bit, and Anna is going to discuss the trivia for the movie. Yeah, I feel like this movie is a really big one, so I want to... Big. How big? I just feel like being set during World War II and actually coming out during World War II, I feel like the trivia is kind of important for this one. That's fine. Am I quiet on the mic? You're fine. Okay. Just make sure you talk up. I'm talking up. Speak up. So, for the first one... Trivia, trivia, trivia. In the famous scene where the Marseillaise is is sung over the German song, Watch Over the Rhine, many of the extras had real tears in their eyes. A large number of them were actual refugees from Nazi persecution in Germany and elsewhere in Europe and were overcome by the emotions the scene brought out. That's interesting. Yeah. Trivia, trivia, trivia. And then many of the actors who played the Nazis were, in fact, German Jews who had escaped from Nazi Germany. Oh. Cool, cool. Hannah. Yeah? Speak up just a little bit. I'm I'm talking as loud as I can, wait, wait, Sean. Wait, wait. I know, but, but when you read, you kind of... You, it's just kind of the way you read. You kind of have a tendency to trail down a little bit. All right, well... Trivia, trivia, trivia. Back in the early to mid-2000s, Madonna wanted to remake Casablanca with her her playing Ilsa Lund Ew. and Ashton Kutcher in the role what? of Rick Blaine. What? Madonna pitched the idea to every studio but was unanimously rejected Good. 
by every studio, with one studio executive telling her that film is deemed untouchable. Oh, really? The project has since been scrapped by Madonna. I, okay, having those two as the leads, I could see untouchable. You know, the movie itself, I see them remaking it one day, but yeah, definitely with a higher class of well, I think what they're saying by this movie being untouchable is just that it has such a big following. People love this movie. Yeah. Every time I looked, I picked it because every time I looked at lists of the best classic movies, it was one of the top five. Yeah, on of course. Every list. Yeah. Um, and I'm realizing that a lot of that isn't because of the movie itself, but because of its history and the time that it took place when it came out. Um, yeah, I can see that. Not a lot of people know, like, the history behind it. They just know, especially at this point. Well, not See, anymore, but at the time. I Yeah, no, I know, but... And plus, Humphrey Bogart is a huge actor. But but everything eventually kind of gets remade at some point. Yeah, I think they... I could definitely see them remaking it. It's just a matter of... Um, I'm just saying, like, I can see why the studios said that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't especially in the in the 2000s, like early 2000s. Yeah, that would have been horrible. If you're gonna remake it, that's not the right time to remake it, and I think the studios knew that. I think it's less. I think it's less about timing and more about Madonna and Ashton Kutcher as those characters. Yeah, that would have been so weird. Um. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any more? Yeah. Trivia. 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 Rick's Cafe was one of the few original sets built for the film. The rest were all recycled from other Warner Brothers productions due to wartime restrictions on building supplies. Makes sense. Um, trivia, trivia, trivia. <laughs> is that going to be your reaction? That's all you got to say. Um, Because the film was made during World War II, they were not allowed to film at an airport after dark for security reasons. Instead, they used a soundstage with a small cardboard cutout airplane and forced perspective. To give the illusion that the plane was full-sized, they used little people to portray the crew preparing the plane for takeoff. Years later, the same technique was used in the film Alien. Alien? Um, Yeah, in 1979. When director Ridley Scott's son and some of his friends in scaled, <laughs> scaled down spacesuits. That's awesome. Yeah. And actually watching Casablanca, the thought that that could be what was going on never crossed my mind. So they did a good job. I, the, the thought that they were that they could have been on a soundstage or something, didn't it? I mean, that crossed. It looked like an airport. See, to me, I'm, I didn't really think it did. No? No. But well, it fooled me when I was watching it. Yeah, more. Humphrey, Humphrey, trivia, trivia, trivia. Humphrey Bogart had to wear platform shoes to play alongside Ingrid Bergman and compensate for the height disparity. Ooh, because he's, because then he'd be less of a man. <laughs> um, the letters of transit that motivate so many characters in the film did not exist in Vicky-controlled France. They are purely a plot device invented by the screenwriters. Playwright Joan Allison always expected somebody to challenge her about the letters, but nobody ever did. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So those weren't real. The letters that allowed them to leave the country, basically. That wasn't a real thing. 
which we'll get into. Which, yeah, that's kind of interesting, too, because that means that this whole movie is based on something that wouldn't even have been a possibility for people. Yeah. So. You got more? Are you tired of them? <laughs> trivia, trivia, trivia. Um. Um. Yeah. I guess that's it. That's the end of the trivia, trivia, trivia segment. Moving on. Oh, I did. Fi- I can't find it now. And we've do- already closed the door. No, I can't find it, so I'm not going to read it. But I did see one that said that there was later a picture found of Humphrey Bogart playing chess on the set of Casablanca. In, and there was a letter accompanying the picture to a friend of his. And it turned out that the game of chess that he's playing in the movie is actually a real game of chess he was playing with a friend who was offset. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, Anna. What? So what do you, how do you feel about the setup we got going on right now? I think this is better. We're I'm pretty compl- comfortable. We kind of complain about our setup every week. Well, I went to my mother's house, <laughs> and uh, she, lo- she loaned me a nifty half-size card table, and uh, it was working out pretty well for us right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh. And she gave us a recommendation for a movie we should watch. Yeah, like 15 movies or something. But there was one in particular that she said that we need to watch. What was that? And that's, um, I forget when it came out. I think it came out in like the 60s or 70s or something, but it's called Rainmaker. I think I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. It's basically about a guy who travels um, and like sells, like he's like a I don't know if he's a con man or what he is exactly, but there's some sort of drought and I don't know. It's kind of like a half Western, half not, but it looked interesting. We might look into that. So that might be something we watch at some point. Just letting you know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sean dropped his mic. I'm throwing my mic around this weekend. (laughs) Last week, last time it was Anna. Okay. Last Um, time it was Anna. You sounded like Forrest Gump when you said that. (laughs) Last Last time of Xana. <laughs> uh, you want to get into this? Uh, yeah, let's go for it. All right. So, we had a hard time with this movie. At least the beginning. We had a hard time with the beginning of this movie. Yeah, watching this movie at first, like getting into it, it's kind of a lot of dialogue and information. Um, like social information and political information, and we were both just watching it, and it made us tired in the first like yeah, 20 we, minutes. Yeah, we started watching it. It was actually pretty late when we started watching it, so it was just kind of, at least for me, kind of going in one ear and out the other, a lot of the stuff. I, I managed to take down a few notes of the beginning, and then I stopped taking notes because I felt like I needed to focus more. Yeah. So let's see if, if uh, you remember any of these by the notes i took okay okay so the movie opens up though like in a um outside in like a like a open kind of shopping kind of like a overall area right like a common area outside with a lot of people and stuff right isn't that how it opened up you mean like businesses yeah 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 yeah. and so the first note i have is arresting people because weren't the nazis going through and arresting people yeah, I think that's right. And then um, I took a note saying he stole his wallet. 
Oh, yeah, there was that waiter that kept stealing people's wallets. But, but And that didn't really have so, a plot so, to so, it. So were we kind of following him before he went to Rick's? Is that what we were doing? I guess so. And then he, like, yeah, he stole one person's wallet, and then it showed him kind of, like, bumping into somebody. or. Yeah, but that ended up not being important later. No, yeah, for sure. It was just, like, a funny thing. I think it was supposed to be funny. And then my next note is Nazis, parentheses, airplane. Does that ring any bells? I think maybe you're saying that the Nazis are controlling the airplanes. Or like they showed up. I think some Nazis showed up. I don't remember. Before they went to Rick's or something. And then my next note is just um, they, it, they're they in Rick's. And then I mentioned how I enjoy the camera work. I was enjoying the the direction of the movie at the beginning. Yeah. And then we meet Rick. Yeah. And then we go from there. And then, then, then my next note is waiter teleported outside. He teleported outside. Yeah. I think you even made a comment about like, like, like there was like a scene change or something. And like the waiter was, no, I, I might have just been something I noticed. It might not have been a waiter. It might have been like the bartender or something. Like one scene, he was standing behind the bar, like talking to them and stuff. And then the very next scene, he was outside talking to other people. But like it, but it seemed like it's supposed to be almost instantaneously. But mm-hmm. he was just different places. So let's let's start at Rick's. What do you remember? Towards the beginning of the movie, when we're at Rick's. Um, well, they're in Casablanca, and a lot of the first like half hour that we watched is just character development, people talking to each other, um, lots of deep conversations that you really have to pay attention to, and we paid attention kind of as much as we could. Um, yeah, and we thought about going back and re-watching the beginning, but I rented the movie on Google Play. And I did not want to re-rent it for like five bucks. So. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of character development. And the main thing, the main person you want to know about is Rick. But then there's also the Nazis. Um, and they're in good standing with Rick as a business owner. But they're, it's just this this little place. Where are they? And Where is Casablanca? Is France? It was No, it was in French Morocco. Oh, okay, okay. So they're in Africa. Yes, 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 yes. That sounds right. Um, but My the bad. but everybody there is French. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> which I actually I didn't know that there was a French Morocco. I did not know that. Okay. But anyway, we we were watching it, and that's where it takes place. So I hope I'm remembering the right country. I'm pretty sure. It I sounds am. right, but I don't yeah. remember either. Um. No, I'm pretty sure it's right. If it's wrong, we can go back and correct it later. Let me see what the IMDb... Oh, by the way, th- that trivia was all from IMDb, and there's a huge list, and I just picked some of the top ones that stood out to me. Hey, so. Here's the short IMDb synopsis for the movie. In Casablanca in December 1941, a cynical American ex- expatriate encounters a former lover with unforeseen complications. Yeah. So the first half of the movie is like the first part of that sentence. <laughs> I mean, not the half movie, not half of the movie, the half hour. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just introducing everybody, building. and then it's just kind of like it's showing kind of the kind of a common night or a common day at Rick's. Yeah. And what people could get away with, and how it's kind of like a neutral neutral zone for everything. Yeah, it's a place where everybody can just kind of relax for the most part. It's like Rick's. The, isn't it Rick's, like, American Cafe or something like that? Was it? I yeah, don't remember. I think, yeah, I think it's specifically outside on the sign, spec- like said, American Cafe or something like that. Right. And he's he's American, and I think the girl is American. What about the girl's husband? I was trying to figure that out. I'm pretty sure it says, but I don't remember. Say English or something? Um, I just remember that the Germans were looking for him. Yeah, because they were part of the resistance. Yeah. But they knew, they more so knew he was than anybody else. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, Maybe he Victor? was. Yeah. Maybe Italian. His last name was Lazio. I don't know. That could be a lot of things. So, um, so how does it kind of play out? We kind of, we, like, we meet Rick, and we see everything that's going on in there, and then she comes in with her husband, just kind of, like, not knowing that Rick owns that cafe, right? Well, first, there's the letters of transit. Or do they know that he owns it? They don't know when they come in. Okay. Um, but first, there's the letters of transit that are really important. The... The guy who the Germans kill later, I can't remember his name. There's a guy at the beginning, and he gives Rick his letters of transit. He's the guy who, um, yeah, okay, never mind. Go, go, go on, go on. So. And then Rick hides the letters in the piano. Yes. Yeah. And that's, we're kind of introduced to the piano player a little bit, and him and Rick go way back. Um, like they knew each Sam. other in Paris. The piano player Sam. Sam, yeah. Um, so there's that kind of introduction as well. Um, and the the Germans do search the bar for the letters of transit, but they don't find them. Basically, it's these letters that were lost by the Germans. They don't have anybody's name on them. You just have to fill it out for yourself, and you're good. And yeah. you can get out of the city. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. So and like Anna mentioned at the end, like Anna mentioned at the beginning, though, like these were not a common, like these were not a thing in this area. Yeah. Um. Not. Not in reality, but in the movie, that's were, like were, the whole plot. Were, were they? Were they? Um. Just not a thing in, at all in reality, or just in this particular area? The thing I read just said in this area. Okay. So I'm sure they were real in other places. So it seems to me that the, um. The plot is based on something that could have happened, but yeah. not in that location. That's what the way that I read it on IMDb. That's what it sounded like, but I don't know for sure. Cool. It's very sad though to think of that kind of control and how, like, in that area, this wouldn't even have been a possibility. There was just no hope there. You were stuck. Yeah. So. It's probably, it was probably like that most places. Yeah. We we're just stuck. Yeah. Okay, so so then that, are, are we getting to a point now now all that earlier stuff is done with? I think where, we can talk about her coming in. Yeah, yeah. Do you ba- want to talk about that? Basically, Rick's ex uh, comes in, and he doesn't see her at first. She goes up and sees Sam, which is their old friend, 
the piano player and asks him to play her song. Their, I, I, their song. I, yeah, it was like her and Rick's song, right? Right. Yeah. And um, then he was hesitant to play it. He didn't want to play it. He said it was like Dan there or something. Right? Yeah. Rick had told him never to play that song again. And but then he, she was like, play it. He played it because she was there and it was her song. Her too, voice got so. really deep. Play it. <laughs> um, so he plays the song for her and then Rick hears it and comes out because he's angry that he's playing it and then he sees her and realizes that's why so mm. Sam's not in trouble but his ex is right there and he's like what the hell um, and then he takes a seat with them her husband doesn't know that they know each other and asks if he wants to sit down and he says yes I do he asked him that because he owns the place. You know, the owner comes out to see you. Yeah, so. yeah. And at this place, so it's like Rick is like like kingpin. He's like, if Rick's sitting with you, then you're a big deal. Yeah, that, they that, did, that, that's they kind did of make the, that known that yeah, Rick kind of the, stays away from his customers and it takes a lot to impress yeah, him. Yeah, like Rick has his special room where if you're like, if you're in Rick's room or you're in his presence or you talk with him, like, like, oh, you've made it. At Rick's. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's this weird, like, reverence toward the owner of a bar. <laughs> like, Well, but, they, they, they kind of make it out as, like, the like Rick's is... I think he's one of the wealthier people in the, town. Yeah, he's one of the wealthier people in town, but there's also no place like that. Because there's a lot of underground stuff that happens there, too, like the gambling and stuff like that. Right. And, and like I said, it's kind of like a neutral zone. Where, like, you see stuff happen in the restaurant, and then Rick is basically like, take it like take it outside type of deal. Like, mm-hmm. anything that happens in there is just kind of like, it's like Switzerland in there, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Um, You're talking about him sitting, them sitting together. Right, so they have that awkward conversation, um, and her husband doesn't know that she and Rick know each other. Ilsa, right? Her name's Ilsa. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, basically you you realize that, like, she's his ex. I don't know. Yeah, and he, you could tell that he's, like, still, like... He's he, definitely not over he her. He still have feels. Yeah. He still have feels. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So it kind of the, the the movie kind of focuses on the rest her, of the movie is about their relationship, their relationship, but also um, her and the husband are trying to get the papers. To, yeah, because because they're part of like an underground movement. Yeah, and they kind and, of suspect and, that Rick has them once they realize that he's there. Yes. Yeah. And even the even the Germans suspect it and search the place, but they don't find him in the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a great hiding place, by the way. I would hide something in a piano. Yeah. But I don't know. I've I heard about. It reminds me of. Um, I think it's in the pianist when they hide all their money inside of. A violin or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of a... That's a thing you see where people are hiding stuff in, in instruments. In instruments, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I was feeling like we might have a hard time talking about this movie. <laughs> um, Anna's doing a pretty good job so far, though, carrying it. I guess I was paying more attention than I thought. Well, this was an Anna pick, so. Yeah. I mean, um, I enjoy it. Like, I was enjoying the movie. I enjoyed yeah. it, but I definitely wasn't able to take the notes I normally take and stuff like that, so. That's okay. I think around here is when we we go to their flashback of Paris and yes. see their and it, history together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they had this love affair in Paris. And Which seemed like it only happened over the course of, like... Like, if I remember correctly, the flashback, like, it wasn't over the course of, like, a long period of time. It seemed, it like, seemed like a, a few, day or two to me. To me, it, it seemed like a few weeks, and they did were it? kind of stretching it out. Um, But it did seem like a short romance, and he just was in love with her, and she Well, they were left. in love with each other. Yeah. Like, she fell for him. And then later on in the movie, we figure out more about her backstory. Right. But basically, they had this love affair in Paris, and it's where he started saying to her, here's looking at you, kid, which I did not know came from this movie, and now I know that's what that's from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, watching this movie, you realize how many, like, like, so many things that you've seen reference this movie. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh. Like, That's why I picked it, actually, because I knew that. I knew we were missing out on things, like, like references. Like there's stuff from The Simpsons that just automatically popped in my head and stuff like that. <laughs> um, the thing about Here's Looking at You, Kid, is that I was hoping that, and I, like I said, going into this movie, I didn't realize that that was this movie that that came from. But I always thought when I heard that line, it would be like a one-time great moment and like so meaningful. But watching yeah. this, it's like yeah, I didn't. Realize. He says it like six times mm-hmm. over the course of the movie, way too much. And there's no great moment for it. Like what? Well, even picking this movie and not knowing that that quote was in it, I thought there was going to be this great moment at some point where the two of them like embraced or something. Well, the more but famous one that they typically show is at the ending, the airport when he's, the, when, he, when he's basically like, I almost feel like, like the end of the movie is the best part of the whole movie. That's kind of the most famous part of the whole movie, you know, the airport scene. And yeah. he's basically like, you got to go and blah, 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 but we'll get there. Yeah. So don't jump ahead so much. Anna. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're the one jumping ahead, Sean. Wasn't me. Yeah, so that's here's looking at you, kid. The first time we see him say it is during the flashback, and it goes back. I think he says it two or three times just in the flashback. Um, and it's basically just him. I don't know. He's that's like his thing that he says to her, and she never says anything back. She just kind of like smiles and looks away. Um, and to me, it was almost like she didn't like it, but. See, I didn't get that. That's not what they're going for. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I never once did I think she didn't like it when he said it. Really? Yeah. So I guess we saw that a little differently. And I know it was meant to be that she liked it. So I think that's just my own weird perception of things. But um, So after the flashback, there's more about... Um, Basically, he's struggling with their past together. 
Yeah. And, and he he decides that he kind of wa- he he wants to get her back. It's the kind of thing where at the beginning of the movie he said he doesn't drink and he wasn't drinking, but then he sees her and he starts drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Bring back those demons. Yeah. 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 Um, and at one point she Poor comes guy. in. He's just drinking and having Sam play the piano for him, and he's like almost passed out drunk. Um. And she comes into the bar at night, like that night. And and when she comes into the bar this night, isn't this kind of like her intention is to talk about the papers? Yeah, I think she was asking him about the papers at this point, and he didn't really say he had them or he didn't have them. I don't remember. But he, it's like she wanted to talk about the papers and he wanted to talk about the relationship, yes. I think. Sounds right. Um, so instead, he, he's just like grilling her, like, why did you leave me on the platform all alone? Because they were supposed to leave Paris together, and he ended up having to leave by himself because she gave Sam a letter saying that she didn't want to be with him at all, mm-hmm. or that she couldn't make it. Yes. And she wasn't going and like breaking up with him, basically. Yes, and he had no idea why. Yeah. She left it pretty vague, it sounds like. Um. So, what else? Is this is this the time also when we find out why she left? Or is that later on? That's later on, right? I feel like it was later, but I don't I don't know exactly when. So he basically he kinda like does it kinda blow up at her a little bit? And she ends up leaving? Yeah. And then it's basically kind of like this dance back and forth with him, the papers, her and the husband. Oh, we forgot about the part where um, there's this one girl who comes to Rick and asks him for help because the Germans have asked her to do something terrible in exchange for papers for her and her husband. Yeah, to yeah. You basically get the, get the idea that that the chief of police or whoever he is is no, he would be like a sergeant or something okay, in the German army. Okay, I don't well, know well, what he was. Yeah, yeah. What what he had pull. And it basically was sounding like his he was having girls do sexual favors for and, him and for him in exchange for like papers to leave and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a really creepy scene in the movie where It's so subtle. Where they're like where, really subtle. Where isn't he like having a meeting with uh who's he having a meeting with? Was it Rick or was it It was man, Rick I'm, I'm not remembering this too well. It was, no, it wasn't Rick. It was uh, Ilsa and her husband. That's what I thought. And the Germans were threatening them. Yeah. Um. And then they, but but so there, there's this meeting, and then because he was saying that he could get him papers, that he could get him out, right? And then he now he was saying he couldn't, right? He kind of I can't remember exactly why he was threatening him. Like, what did her husband do that they were? Watching him so closely, I don't remember. But they leave, and then as he's leaving, one of the somebody says, "All right, you're like, like there's a girl or basically, man, I'm." Somebody comes in and says, (laughs) "He comes in and he says, um, yeah, there's there's another papers issue, and." The guy starts unbuttoning unbuttoning his jacket and says, "Send her in." Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
And that's the moment that we realize that that's what's happening. Yes. Um, and it's very interesting because the whole, the Germans being mean in this movie is done very nonchalant and subtly. It's very like delivered and I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but I found their being bad is like such an under the scale thing. Yeah. And I think it's because of when the movie came out that they're like trying not to offend the Germans while making this story. I don't know. I don't think so. Because it's an American film. So why would they care about offending the Germans? At this point, it's war. The thing that makes me think that is the very last line. Of the movie. I don't know. I, I, you know, going back on World War II stuff, I'm so used to seeing stuff post-World War II about World War II. Kind of threw me off a little bit that there was a movie about World War II that was made in, the, like, during World War II. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, I didn't realize that. That kind of threw me off a little bit at first. It's That's why this is an interesting movie to talk about, I think. Like, that's what makes the movie good and why people like it so much i think yeah um anyway so story wise uh i remember what happens i just don't remember it in order yeah so basically like i said this this dance keeps happening a little bit and then her uh uh elsa and rick at one point kind of like almost rekindle their relationship. Well, she like, she's kind of like, I want to be with you. But she also reveals to him that her husband was her husband the whole time. Yes. They were married, but her husband was like in a camp or something. Yeah. He was being held. Yeah. I think it was, he was being held by the Germans. Was it a concentration camp or? Yeah. Because they brought up concentration camps a few times with this movie. I remember that. Yeah, he had been held, and she didn't know if he was alive or dead. Yes. And mm-hmm. hadn't heard from him in a long time. So she had this romance with Rick in Paris. Um, but I feel like I feel like her saying, he's my husband and he was the whole time, is her trying to tell Rick, I never really loved you. I didn't. I took that as just telling him, like, no, I was married the whole – like, I was torn. That's why I couldn't – because she tells him that she found out that he was still – like, because she didn't know whether he was dead or alive. mm -hmm. And then she found out that he was still alive at that point, and I think maybe that he got freed or something, and he was on his way to Paris. Yeah. Like, he was – like, they were about to be reunited. And so she was like, oh, oh, like, okay, well, then I got to be with my husband. I think we're both right. Okay. The way the movie ends, too, that makes me feel more like she was, it feels to me like it was a fling for her. Like, she she loved him, but she didn't love him like she loved her husband. No, she wanted to stay with Rick. So... So towards the end of the movie, they can they, they make a plan for her to stay with Rick and for Rick to give the husband the papers to leave. They do. But then Rick switches it around on her 
And it's like, no, you need to be with your husband. This is what's better for you. Because he knows that she says, because he knows at this point he's going to be targeted by the Nazis. And so he also knows at this point that if she stays with him, they'll be putting her in danger. So he's like, you need to go with your husband. But she wants to stay with Rick. Right, but I, he also says she tried to make me believe, but she doesn't love me. She loves you. She says that to the husband to make him feel better. No, he does. He said that. Who, the husband? No, Rick. Yeah, I know. Rick says that to the husband to make him feel better. I think about he, the, because, because at this point... I think he told the husband that so that the husband wouldn't get mad at Ilsa. I think the husband... I think he told the husband that. He's trying to explain it to him so that he's, she doesn't have to. No, he's just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. He's kind of falling on his sword. He knows that, that Elsa wants to be with him, and he wants to be with her, but he knows what the right thing to do is. And in order to do that, he has to, he has to, he's lying to him because that's the right thing to do in this moment. I don't think he is lying. I think he really gives her up. Like, he's done with her. Like, he figured out, hey, she's married. That's why all of this happened. Maybe I don't need her in my life. And he gets over her. No, no. I no, see it, it it's, like, it's like, it's and like. And remember when she pulled the gun on him, too? I wouldn't want to stay with somebody that pulled a gun on me. No, that was before. Like, that was before they reconciled. That, that they're, yeah, that they reconciled. Yeah, right before, though. Yeah, but then they did. And then they, like, kiss and, like, oh, I want to be with you. Yeah, I guess we just saw this movie really trust differently. Trust me, trust me. The way that this movie plays out, Rick is falling on his sword. He's doing what needs to be done for her to be safe. That's all that he's thinking about at this moment. Hmm. She doesn't want it. She even says at the end. Is it still recording? Yeah. She even says at the end about, she mentioned something about like, like, no, I'm supposed to stay with you or something like that. Like, she was not thinking that. And the reason the reason Rick did that, because he knew that he was going to be on the run now. And he didn't want her to live that life. Maybe we can just disagree. And Maybe that's why this is a good movie. No, no. This is not a dis- disagreement. <laughs> this is what's happening. It's kind of like when you see, like, like, I don't know what movie... You might be able to recognize a movie this is from. I'm drawing blanks right now, but it's kind of like, like uh, you see a movie where somebody's trying to release an animal back out into the wild where they truly belong, but the animal doesn't want to go. So the person's like throwing rocks at it, telling it it hates them, and you need to leave, get out of here. I don't want you. You mean like in Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. With Arya's wolf. Yeah. You know, it's a situation like that. Where they don't they don't want them to go. But they they know that that's what needs to happen. Except for... That's not a good example, but oh. I know what you're saying. Yeah. That's... A lot of animals of get movie. released and then they die right after. <laughs> I think that's part of the reason. Because that's Rick's character... That's his growth as a character. Because at the beginning of the movie, he's a really selfish person. Throughout most of all the movie, he's a really selfish person. But don't you think even my way, that's him growing too? But it's like his redemption moment at the end. Giving up 
what he wants in order for her and her to be safe. With her husband? Yeah. And he says that to her husband so that there's no so that so there's no doubt in in the husband's mind because because if she's like I'm going to stay with him and then he's like no go with your husband and the husband's thinking you don't you she doesn't want to be with me. Why would I want her to come with me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So he says that to the husband about her not loving him so that the husband – there's no doubt in the husband's mind that she's actually with him. You know what I mean? That she's with her husband. And so Rick's kind of like – Well, I understand Rick's that. Kind I of agree like burning with you about all, that. Yeah. But I'm saying that this whole – like the whole ending – and I think part of the reason why this ending is such a big thing in cinematic history and stuff – is because it's you know the classic story of of the of the character who's almost a jerk falling on a sword at the end doing the right thing. But you can't see that maybe he's just over her. Maybe they had he, that. Conversation. I don't think he is at all. He said that he thought a lot since then. And I think all that was just it was just um just him saying that. I don't think is I don't think the character meant any of that hmm. i i think it was him doing what he felt like he saying what he needed to say and doing what he needed to do in order to make sure that she left so that she's safe yeah even if that's saying i forget exactly all the lines that played at the end but even if that's saying i don't want you anymore you know what i mean yeah. you, because he in his mind he's a target now the nazis are going to be hunting him because he killed a Nazi. Yeah. You know, and he like he broke a lot of laws to make this happen towards the end. Him and the him and the the sorry, the chief of police guy. He's not a chief of police. The captain. Yes. He he's part of the local police. But he's German. He, he's a captain. Well, the police are German. It's it's like Nazi occupied. No, no, the police are working with the Nazis. Like they're cooperating with the Nazis. That's Adrian. Okay, we're gonna take a pause. <laughs> so I was thinking that, you know, I mean, I guess I can't say for a hundred percent that's how the character arc was at the end, but that's at least that's how I took it. Yeah. Yeah. With him falling on his sword, one, so to speak, and whatnot. And the thing of fangle right. and the flag of flang, you know. But that gets us through the movie. Not quite. Um, when we. So all of that happens with the girl that we already talked about. They get on the plane, they leave. Um, and then. The German captain uh, surprisingly takes Rick's side. Yeah, I don't think he's a German captain. You don't? No. You think I, he's a chief of police? I think he's a captain of the police force. Oh. Maybe you're right. But anyway, they... Oh, did I even finish my story of like him saving that girl? I didn't. I didn't finish that. When, oh, when Rick, yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah. So, you want to go over that real quick, 
Or right. we can just finish what we're doing and then you can jump back. Yeah, so we'll just continue with this first. Um, so, yeah, the captain, who I guess I've been getting it wrong the whole time, <laughs> um, he takes her aside and they walk off together. And one of them says, I think this is the beginning of a very beautiful, beautiful friendship. friendship. And that's the famous quote, too. That's more, that was that big moment that I was waiting for in this movie. That was the quote you're waiting for, not here's looking at you, kid? No, I didn't know that either of those quotes were in this movie. But when you when I think of Casablanca before watching it, I always thought there would be this big scene. And the end is really that big scene. Yeah. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but when he walked away and he said that, it just like clicked for me. It was like, like when I heard "Here's looking at you, kids" six times, I was kind of like, "All right, well, that line is not as great as I thought it was." But I think this is a, the beginning of a very beautiful friendship. That moment was just like, yes. And that's the very end moment. Yeah, I liked that part. Yeah. Good movie. And that's the, the part that made me think a lot because I was thinking of him as a German. Yeah. So if that's the case, then that's a big deal. Okay, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, I don't think he was. But anyway, so the story that you were talking about before, about Rick going out of his way to help that woman. Yeah, he just... um, I liked that part, actually, where she came to him for help, and he... He got her husband to gamble and like at at his bar. Because he's trying to get enough money in order to pay for their way out. Yeah. And he makes them win twice and then sets them on their way. Yeah, and, he basically... And somebody's like, wait, is this an honest establishment? And he's like, of course it is. And then he walks out. Yeah, Rick, Rick rigs it he so, obviously that, so that the guy wins. It's really funny. Yeah. Um... Like if I was the guy oh, going, you, Mr. Rick. if I was the guy going after them, I'd be like number twenty-seven, please. <laughs> yeah, they were playing roulette. It was like I forget what the name. It was black. Was it black twenty or it was black something? I forget what the colors. Anyway, I don't know what they were playing. <clears throat> so that's that story. Was there any parts of these of this movie you said the very ending really stood out to you? Any other parts that kind of jump back into your head, or I kind of think about the part a little bit where where the Nazis are singing, and then all of a sudden the restaurant starts singing and overtake overpowers them. Yeah, that's a really incredible scene, but I don't. My mind doesn't go back to it that much. But historically, and like them doing that, it was a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> They're singing Marcellus. I forget. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Is that it? I think that's it. Is that it. all we got? Well. This is going to be our shortest episode ever. How long has it been? We're at about 45 minutes. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I feel like, I kind of felt like that's how it would be for this movie. Yes. Um. But, Anna, the adventure is not done yet. Okay. You ready for some do 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 
Google Play reviews. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess so. You guess what? Anna. This is my favorite part. Okay, apparently. ready? Huh? I said apparently. Apparently. Okay, here's a review from Nicholas Dosen. Really? $13 for an HD digital copy of a movie that came out 72 years ago? Ludicrous, considering I could pick up a hard copy for $5. Or if I want DVR, stream, or rent it from any public library free of charge. Bogus, Google. Just bogus. Am That's... I wearing a sign on my butt that says, enter here? Five stars. <laughs> That's not a... <laughs> <laughs> That's not a Casablanca review. Yes, it is. No, it's not. User about reviews. The movie. That's under the user reviews. That was terrible. They gave it five stars. Okay, Anna. Jeez. <clears throat> I don't know what to say. That's not a Casablanca review. Also, Casablanca hey. means White House. Great film. But. Why is the classic only available to rent and download in one day? It's by far the worst DRM deal Google has made with my slow internet. The second it downloads, it would expire whether I started it or not. One star. It sounds like people are using the reviewing of this movie just to review Google. Um, yeah, that's not a good review either for this. <laughs> Are they all like that? Um, no. No, 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 they're not. Brilliantly woven and intricate. I never had an appreciation for the quality of filmmaking during this era. My viewings of this film this week were my first. It is beautiful, beautifully interwoven film about a guy whose broken heart has driven him to the path of nobility. It still has plenty of lessons to offer and is even charming. When dot 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 viewed as a war era propaganda piece. Five stars. I had to click the read more. When viewed as a war era propaganda piece. I'd say that was a good review. Yeah. Very intricate. <clears throat> it is intricate. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I enjoy. <laughs> I didn't particularly enjoy watching this movie, but looking back at it, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Like, I can see why it's a big deal, and I would watch it again. I think it, I would appreciate watching it more the second time. You ready for this review, Anna? Let's do it. Casablanca, action movie, show the full movie free of charge. Five stars. That's a good review. I Sean, agree. just read the serious ones. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Wow and awe. Best romance, best drama, best movie ever. Five stars. I wonder why people like this movie so much. Here's one from a just says Google user. They decide to remain, remain anonymous. Stupid movie. I don't like it. One star. Well... They're entitled. 
um, I think that's good for reviews. These aren't that. Those good. are the Google reviews. Da da. They're not that good. I'm working on my jingles. How do you like them? They're good. You like them? Yeah, you should keep doing that. <laughs> um, so that's it. Okay, actually, not it. Who's your favorite, favorite character? character? <laughs> Man, I haven't even thought about this for this movie. Well, think about it. Who would it be? I think I'm gonna have to go with kind of the the obvious choice. Sam. Sam. Oh, Sam was pretty awesome. I think Sam was my favorite. But I really liked the Rick character. You did? Yeah, I did. I really liked him. <laughs> He's well-rounded character, you know. Yeah. And I gotta honestly say that I don't know if I've ever seen a Humphrey Bogart movie. Yeah, I think this was my first Humphrey Bogart as and well. And watching this movie makes me want to watch more of his movies that he did. Yeah, I kind of felt like that. And I and think... and he and he had the he had the character arc to redemption. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I liked I think that was my favorite character. He was, he was the main character. He was also, he had the most change in character throughout the story and it was for the better so yeah i guess i agree with you i think i'm i don't know i this one's hard for me to pick i don't know who to choose as my favorite character well you gotta choose the french guy that pickpocketed everyone oh it's good choice isn't he the one who gets arrested did he get arrested is he the one that that, that gets arrested and they kill no that was um, I don't remember who that guy was. Hannah. Anna, who's your favorite character? My we, favorite The people character? demand an answer. Uh, I'll just go with Sam. Okay. I, I liked Sam. I like his side character role in all of this because without Sam, you just have a little bit more of a boring story. But with him, it's like, you know, the music... The, a lot of the like sinker, kind of like happy moments. Yeah. Yeah, I like Fair Sam. Enough. Um, so Anna, I've been doing a tiny bit of thinking about this subject, about the subject of us ranking the movie or rating the movie. I feel like we need to both do the same rating. Why? I just feel like it's better. Okay, let's do it. A little less complicated. So if you want to do the five stars, if it means that much to your heart, Anna, <laughs> I am willing to do the five stars for this podcast. Okay. Okay? I win. I did not have to argue, but I win. Anna wins the race. <laughs> What's that from? I win the race. I win the race. Rat race. Yes. Good call. <laughs> Still to this day, one of the funniest, it was one of the best movie experiences I've ever had. Rat Race? It's not the funniest movie I've ever seen. But the theater, when I saw that, I was young teenager, tween age, I forget when the movie comes out. Oh my gosh. Entire theater cracking up. The entire movie is great. Um, so with that said, 
I didn't see that movie what until we were What would your together. rating for Rat Race be? Rat Race? <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. No, for Casablanca. For Casablanca. Oh. I feel like I'm going to offend people. Just say what your rating is. Three stars. Three stars? I am personally offended, Anna. Maybe four stars. Personally it's like three and a half offended. stars. Can I do 3.5 stars? Three and a stars? half stars? Yep. Isn't it? Can we do half stars? Is that um, a thing? That's how I feel about this movie, so yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's fair. That's fine. If that's what you want. If that's how you think. If that's the person I married. Then. <laughs> well, I give it the, that number because I really liked it. But I didn't love it. I I don't know. I feel like that's fair. Okay. Three and a half stars. Three and a half stars from Anna. You know, I did have a hard time getting into the movie. But probably halfway through when I was fully invested, I was enjoying everything. I really loved the cinematography, the directing of everything. Um, the characters I thought were all great. And... But, you know, watching the movie in 2017 for the very first time, sometimes it is a little tough. We haven't mentioned know? the director at all who directed it. Um, Can I get through my rating first? Sorry. I'm going to give it four stars. You are? Yes. Just because I had a bit of a hard time getting into it. But um, you really liked it. I really liked it, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's probably considered one of the best movies for a reason. And I agree. Uh, it was directed by Michael Cortez. Cortez. I I Z. Cortez. Maybe yeah. you're right. And oh oh Curtis? oh, Wait. let's talk about Anna correcting me oh. while we're on the subject. Last podcast we talked about Planet of the Apes, and there oh and we had a conversation where. I said it was something along the lines of they kept saying everything that the main character would say was was hearsay, right? And Anna said hearsay is not a word. And I did not look it up or anything at the time. Anna is pretty good with grammar, so I was like, okay. I I finally backed off. I was like, if that's if that's what you're saying is true, then that's true. But I was re-listening to our podcast yesterday, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sure that that's a word. So I looked it up, and sure enough, it's a word. I was right. That's what they're saying. Okay. I have both of the definitions. What do you know, Of hearsay? Of hearsay and heresy, which is what I said they're saying. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Hearsay. Yep. Hearsay is information received from other people that one cannot adequately substantiate a rumor. Okay? Yeah. Heresy is belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religious, especially Christian doctrine. Yeah. Okay. So that's a religious word. I was right about this, Sean. What are you talking about? You just read... The, here, let me see. Let me see. 
They were saying heresy. Why would they say heresy? Because it went against their beliefs, what, what he was saying. This is belief or opinion contrary to to orthodox religious doctrine. This is specifically to yeah, but it's, it's hearsay. He Information was, okay. He was saying it here. Let, let's in look in accordance up. with their book this that is, they had. This is the Webster. Hang on. Come on, Webster. I'm looking up the Webster dictionary definition, and it's just showing me like, sentence like, use it in a sentence. They're talking about the religious book that they had. He here's um. He, here's it used in a sentence. Is there any clear proof of this, or is it mere hearsay? Okay, do hearsay in a sentence. Legal definition of hearsay. A statement made out of court and not under oath, which is offered as proof that was as stated as true. Called also hearsay evidence. You should look up hearsay too and do that. But hearsay is specifically that's about what, religion. That's what they were talking about. No, it was like it was a court. Let me see. Anna. Give me my phone Anna. back. I'm going to fix this for you. And I'm going to look up Planet no. of the Apes directly and hearsay and hearsay. Okay? I don't think you're going to look up the script? Yeah. Let me see it. Here's what dictionary.com says. No. It, everybody knows the definition, Sean. Just give me my phone back. I'm going to I'm gonna figure it out. I pay no attention to hearsay. You told me hearsay wasn't a word. That's what I basically I wanted to... I was wrong about that. Hearsay is because is what Anna said hearsay is not a word. And I was like, uh, sure it is. But then Anna said, no, you're dumb. It's not. But I still think they were saying hearsay because that's a court word. Like that's a word def- deprived from. So is hearsay. Well, no. I mean, hearsay is. Hearsay is not like a courtroom word. I'm looking at hearsay. Hearsay is like like a word that's specifically used in court. We'd have to watch it again. Damn it! I'm, I I will die. I'll go to the grave fighting this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said hearsay, Sean. <laughs> okay, well, I guess until either somebody lets us know what they said, who's right, who's wrong, or we just look it up, then we'll figure it out then. But I wanted to clear that up. Hearsay is a word. (laughs) Cool? We'll do some research. Both of them are words. And on that note... One of us is wrong and the other is right. No. We don't know which one it is. I am not wrong. Because hearsay is a word. Okay, okay. Okay. I guess guess it's a two-parter. The one part was you told me hearsay wasn't a word. Right, and you won that one. So that's right. I guess the second part is what did they actually say? And we don't know that. They so I'll hearsay, give that up. But okay. No, I think they said hearsay because it makes no sense for them to say hearsay. Yes, because, it does. Because, because whenever he would talk about anything, they would say it was hearsay because it was all speculate or it was all nonsense what he was saying because there's no proof to it. 
it, they also were saying heresy because it went against their they beliefs. They were also saying, so they were saying both of them? I'm just saying both of our points make sense. We just have to figure out which one they were actually saying. Anna, let's move on. <laughs> so, so <laughs> typically I will say um, something else that the director directed. He directed um, Robin Hood. The Adventures of Robin Hood, 1938. Um, White Christmas in 1954. Those are in, in uh, Casablanca is what he's most known for. According hmm. to IMDb. So there you go. We like IMDb. Um, is there anything that you would like to recommend or anything, Anna? I guess we're to that point now. I guess we can move on. Uh, anything you'd like to recommend? Um, I will introduce the next week's movie after this since it's my choice but anything that we've watched or you've watched or i will say or big brother fans who haven't watched this year just don't even watch it it's not worth it if you're a tv show watcher i think it sounds like people who are tv show watchers and don't pay attention to anything behind the scenes are fans of the season really they really like it like rain like ratings are up this year I don't see why. But we, I, I follow live feeds and all that kind of stuff, so I know more what happens behind the scenes, and it hasn't been as fun. Yeah, this year sucks for Big Brother. So that's a good recommendation. Anything I recommend else? that they don't watch that. I recommend you watch it. Hmm. I would always recommend watching Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. What have I been watching? We saw lately? it. We did see it. It was great. It was great. I was terrified up to that point. She was up all night before we went to go see it. I couldn't sleep she was until so anxious 5 o'clock in the morning. Because she was so worried about being so scared. And we got up around 10 and went in the morning. And I was fine. I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Yep. I concur. It was great. Anything else? I've, uh, I've started watching the new season of BoJack Horseman. I enjoy that show. I've been watching My Name is Earl, which is old, but I'm and, watching it in order, and it's been making me laugh a lot. It's kind of funny because Anna and I both kind of find a show, and we just kind of go through it separately, though. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I'm going through that 70 show. She's going through My Name is, My Name is Earl. I'm already, like, 20 episodes in. Yeah, at one and point. it's been, like, three days. At one point, she was going through, like, um, 30 Rock. And yeah, I, I was all of 30 Rock before. And I was watching Seinfeld or something like that. Because mm-hmm. we always want, kind of have that throwaway show that we like to watch. And uh, I really enjoyed 30 Rock. That's a great show. Yeah, I mean, there's shows that I, I call them throwaway shows because I don't mind like falling asleep to them and stuff like that. But yeah, they're just kind of old shows that we may have seen some of or all of that we just kind of watch just to watch. Game of Thrones ended since we last uh, podcast. Oh yeah, I yeah. I watched all of Game of Thrones. Anna watched all of Game of Thrones. Yep, in about a month. Yep. I had never seen it, and I watched it all, and. Would you recommend Game of Thrones? I would. Cool. I would, but not to my mom. Not to her mother. <laughs> but yes, it was. That show is amazing, actually. But no. Mom, you would not like it. Anything else? 
Um, the National came out with a new album. Anna hasn't really had a chance to really sit down and listen to it, though. So. The National is my favorite band. We're going to be seeing them in Oslo, Norway. I'm really excited. Yeah. And they ha- they do have a new album, but I have not sat and listened to it yet. She's heard some of it. I mean, she's heard it because I've played in the car all the time, but she hasn't paid attention to it. I, I really I haven't experienced it. it the way that I usually like to. Um, any other movies or anything? No, no. Um, TV shows, movies, no. That's it. Podcast, none. So, no, no. Nope. No. I guess that's it. Um. So, next week, I'm gonna just let the trailer introduce next week's movie right now. Right now. Right now. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that. The one hope. The only hope. The exorcist. Yes, that's right. We are going to watch The Exorcist next week. Anna came to me and she's like, Sean, you know what? Maybe we should watch a horror movie. Did I? Yes. Did I do that? Yes. Because she knows that I like horror movies. So I said, what? (laughs) And why not go with the granddaddy? horror movie. The horror movie, The Exorcist. I have not seen this since I was maybe 10, and it scared the hell out of me. Um, I've never seen Anna's it. Anna's never seen it, so it works. And that's going to be our movie next week. We're going to have some fun, kind of, um, you know, loosen our sleeves a little bit. I'm excited. You know, I kind of like, you know, I don't mind doing the more serious dramas and stuff, but it's kind of, Kind of feels a little looser when we do a genre movie, you know, or a comedy or something. So yeah, I think next week would be good. And we might we're gonna watch that movie soon. Anna doesn't want to watch it when it's dark out, so we'll get to it soon. But did I say that? Yeah. Well, I don't want to watch it before I go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess right before she goes to sleep. But so next week, 
The Exorcist. Yeah. Night. Well, when did that come out? Nineteen sixty-eight, seventy-three. Nineteen seventy-three. Yeah. Rated R. But it was so, rated X when it came out. Yes. Beware. It's if you haven't watched it, it's rated R. But we will be discussing that next and week. And it was rated X. Yes. Yeah. We. Yeah. This was a weird conversa- conversation because Anna was like. Anna told me, he's like, wasn't that, or that, that movie was rated X when it came out? And I was like, rated X? I don't think it was a porn. <laughs> <laughs> but then I I went back, and I, I mean, I looked it up, and I saw that for a small stretch, they actually had like a, rate, like a rating X. It wasn't like an official movie rating, but they used it still. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the 70s version of NC-17, mm-hmm. which, so... But now it's just it's just rated R. So the movie came out to if they did ratings the same way they did now, it'd call it rated R, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway. And Sean's dad told him that he saw it in theaters when he was a teenager, and he remembers who he was with and everything. And he remembers having to cover his eyes at parts. He did. Yeah. He said that. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right. Say bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you. (laughs) My mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. After all, tomorrow is another day. Oh, well. (laughs) La-di-da. La-di-da. La-la. Yeah.